Welcome, welcome. It's victory format. I cannot get y'all off. There we go. Let's roll with that one. Well, it's victory formation, and it's Sunday morning. And today we have a special treat. Georgia played early, so Arden's feeling good. So we'll go through our normal format. Arden Scroggins, Jeff Miller, Phil Dye. I'm going to set in again. Uh, hard to get rid of me. Uh, Robbie Davis is going to pop in and give us one gambling prop for the day, somewhere around 1045. So their show, their direction, I get to be a guest, a very welcome guest, I think. But when we get through the Tennessee, what happened, I might be through off the show forever because I'm in a dissenting opinion as everybody else. Arden Scroggins, take us away. Okay, the first game I'm going to start with is Friday night game. Cal and Oregon. Oregon comes back in the fourth quarter to barely pull off a win against a very bad Cal team. So I have a question out there, and I'll start with Geoff. The question for you is, Oregon, yes, they beat Ohio State heads up. The way they're playing right now, is it viable to say Ohio State should be ranked ahead of Oregon? I mean, based on that performance, you could say yes, Uh I've said it before. I talked to, to look at, at one game as the body of work for the season. Um, it, it could have just been a bad game for him, bad week, uh, fell asleep behind the wheel. Um, so I, th I think going forward, we'll see. But if you're going to base it on that game, I mean, obviously, uh, yes, Ohio State does look better right now. All right, Phil, got one for you here. The late game last night. Utah with a big comeback over Arizona. How bad does that hurt the Pac-12 with Arizona being one of the better teams that only had one loss? I think the Pac-12 was kind of done anyway. I don't think anybody was going to the playoffs. Maybe Oregon if they sneak back in there. But uh, Utah controls that south now. Like we said earlier in the in the season, though, uh, we all thought that the Pac-12 might actually have something this year. And they all just went down early, just like they always do. So, to be honest, from for this side of the country, I don't think there's a lot of interest in the other side of the country. Uh, the people out west, yeah, I'm sure they care. Uh, but until they're relevant and, and consistently in the top ten, I don't think it's going to matter. And I don't think it's going to matter on the polls at all. Uh, I think that you're going to have your normal cast of characters. And uh, the Pac-12 will not be in it. All right, Randall, I say the best for you, buddy. Purdue going to Iowa and putting a beat down on the Iowa team. I mean, dominated the whole game. All right, thank you for giving me the rant I wanted to make anyway. So I'm going to make it right now this second. Ohio State is better than Oregon. Rank them higher. I don't care who won on the field in week two. Right now, Ohio State's a better football team than Oregon. Iowa. Is a good football team, but did anybody in this actually think Iowa had a chance to win a national championship? This was coming at some point. I think Iowa is a good football team, but Purdue kind of exposed them. And you know what? Iowa is not a complete football team. I'm looking for complete football teams right now. You want to tell me who the complete football team is in the Big Ten? It's Ohio State. So, yeah, I think this cleared the path. So, 
look around right now. Guess who's going to be probably number five next week? Ohio State. Very right, Randall. And Ohio State can that that they got to do what you're saying. The last three, their three of their last four games are against Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. Three the of their other, last four games. The other complete team in the Big Ten may be Michigan, though. I'm not sold on Michigan State 100, percent but Michigan were yet they've got an eye in my book. All right, Phil, what's your opinion on the Big Ten there out of those teams? Who's the best team? I think I've, I've almost got to agree with Randall right now. On the field, looks like Ohio State is the best team, and I think they have the best all-around talent. But I've been on the Michigan bandwagon uh, all year. I know you've been on the Michigan State bandwagon all year. Uh, but yeah, I, until they play, I'm I'm going to ride the Michigan bandwagon. They they still haven't lost yet. Ohio State, whether you like it or not, has one defeat right now to the hands of Oregon, who is not looking good right now. So uh, yeah, I'm going to stay with Michigan until something plays out that tells me they're not in it. All right, Geoff, I got a new one here for you. LSU beats Florida. How good is LSU and how bad is Florida? Well, uh, this is probably not what Randall wants to hear. He said he's been telling us all year that Florida is a good football team, but uh, Florida is not a good football team. Can't hear you. Y'all can't hear me? Now yeah, we can. Now. Okay, sorry. Um, I was going to say, I, 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 what I was saying was Randall uh, has been saying all year that a good football team. Um, good football team. Can you all hear me again? No. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So, Florida's not a good football team. Um, they have have looked good at times, but overall, they're, they're just not a good football team. Um, LSU has, has been exposed some this year. They haven't looked looked to the LSU standard at times. Um, but they, they more or less took it to Florida and, and – played the best defensive game that they've played all year in some aspects. And I think saying that is is showing the the lack of, of what Dan Mullen should be doing in Florida. Um, yeah, so I just I, – Florida's just not a good football team. And I think they're going to continue to be exposed for the rest of the season and, and they'll, they'll lose another game here and there. Definitely Georgia. Uh, didn't get – you had a chance to make your statement on the Big Ten on who you think the best team is. Well, it's it's so anybody that knows me knows that I am no fan of Ohio State. Uh, my I told somebody last night that a good weekend for me is a Florida loss, an Alabama loss, a USC loss, a Notre Dame loss, and an Ohio State loss all in the same weekend. Uh, that would be a great weekend for me. Um, but it does appear to be that Ohio State is the the team right now uh, that's playing better than anyone else in the Big Ten. Uh, but like Phil said, Michigan still hasn't lost. So I guess we'll we'll get to that one. Uh, it's at the Big House this year, right? Uh, yes, it's at the Big House this year. But we'll we'll get we'll get to see that game here here in just a little bit. Okay, I will stay with you and head on another subject. Yeah, Auburn. Big win on the road at Arkansas yesterday. 
it was a big win, and Arkansas has has looked good this year. Um, I think the only only game they they really looked mediocre in was the Georgia game, but Georgia's made everybody look me- mediocre. Um, they're I think out of the teams in the West, of course, you have Bama, who we know what Bama is. Um, but it appears that nobody wants a piece of Auburn right now. They're they're playing better. Uh, Bo Nix is making better decisions for the football. Um, they just appear to be a better team moving forward. So, uh, again, we'll we'll wait and see. Um, they they've had their deficiencies as well, but they are they are definitely moving in the right direction um, as far as 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 offense and what they're doing over there. All right, Phil Dye, here's one for you. BYU, Baylor. Baylor, 19th ranked BYU by 14. I think that game basically is insignificant. I mean, as far as the big picture goes, BYU for me was not ever a a, a factor, I guess, so to speak. I, I thought that they would probably end up losing two or three games anyway. Baylor, just another team that... Yeah, they, they have some limelight sometimes and whatnot, but in the overall big picture, I don't, you know, the Big 12 other than a couple of teams, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, I just I just don't see anybody else out there to where this game was even, I mean, for me, it really wasn't relevant. Well, you led me right up to Randall with the game I was going to give him. Oklahoma State beating Texas in Texas. Undefeated Oklahoma State. Eh. Eh. Ah, so. Eh. Eh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is anybody excited about Oklahoma State? Oklahoma. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know. Eh. Okay. It's a one-game season for Oklahoma State now. Beat Oklahoma. When's the last time Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma? Don't know that one. It hadn't been long. They're what, one and nine the last decade? Eh. How good's Texas? Oklahoma State is playing defense this year, though. One of the few big 12 teams we do. I'm going to address what Geoff said, too, in the same comment. We love to label football teams not good. Would we all label Kentucky a good football team? Yes. Yes. That struggled to beat Florida? Would we all label Alabama a good football team that beat Florida by two? My point has always been who has talent? Florida has talent. (coughs) Oklahoma State, I just don't see enough talent to run the table and to compete. You know, I want the five best football teams at the end of the year, and I, or four. And I just don't know if Oklahoma State is that. I want Oklahoma State. I want Oklahoma State so bad in the playoffs because I want a playoffs that's totally screwed up so we can get. I want Oklahoma State in the playoffs. I want Cincinnati in the playoffs. You know, Let's give them a reason to expand the playoffs. I don't just know. to answer, just to answer a quick question, guys. Sorry, uh, December sixth, two thousand fourteen, was the last time the Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. 
I just want to see it happen, you know? Um, yeah. Just, just, just get me there. Guys, I got to take a break. I got someone here. All right. All right, Phil, I was coming to you with this one. Georgia-Kentucky game yesterday. We know we're both Georgia fans. I mean, how good is Kentucky after watching that game, and how good does that make Georgia look? Or does it make them look quick? Cut it down. All right, you all right with it? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a clear coat. I think we got issues here. Randall took the video off and failed to turn the mic off. So yeah. we'll be listening to the conversation that Randall's having right now, unless he can hear us. A great host right there. <laughs> better, better heard than seen, obviously. Yeah, just to get back to it, though, uh, Kentucky, I think we talked about it. It's, they're a good team. They've got a good defense. And uh, the Georgia, I think they're just going to, you know, they're the dominant team. How much am I going to owe you? It's really hard to talk over Randall right now, but I'm trying I, I to so no one else will hear his conversation <laughs> because it sounds yeah, like it may be personal. No, you're good. Yeah, right with it. yeah, 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 yeah. Get it down. Right. Man, I appreciate you doing it. If you ever need anything, you let me know. So you do music? Uh, I do radio. Radio? There we go. I think it's there down now. Okay, back to Kentucky and Georgia. Uh, yeah, Kentucky, I think they've got a really good defense. We saw it yesterday, and I think they exposed Georgia a little bit here and there, kind of like Auburn did with the short pass game. Uh, but overall, Georgia's just, the, I think, the best all-around team in the country right now. And as we saw again, that defense is just phenomenal. And it's going to take a whale of a game by anybody. I don't care who it is to beat them this year. Okay, Geoff, here's yours. Texas A&M beats Bama, goes on the road, Hamley takes care of Missouri like we think they should. Can Texas A&M week through the West, maybe get a little help, win out and Bama lose another game? Can Texas A&M go to the SEC championship game and try and play Spooler and beat an unbeaten Georgia if they get there? I think you're asking a lot right there, not not saying that it hasn't happened before. Um, we watched a, a Bama team go to the national championship game, um, not even playing in the SEC championship game. Um, so I, I think you're asking a lot of Texas A&M, especially in this conference. Um, could it happen? Yes, it could. Are they playing well enough? Right now it appears to be. Um, but, again, I, I think you're asking asking too much to happen for an A&M team to, to squeak into that conversation. Um, we can also always revisit that here in, here in three or four weeks, see what's going on. Um, but I, I think you're just asking too much of, of the scenario to take place that that would put A&M in that position. Well, I think sorry. right now that sorry, guys, Auburn has a better shot that. than yes. A&M. I agree with Phil. Their own destiny. Yeah, I, I agree that's with Phil. Their own destiny. You're right, Phil. Sorry, yes. guys. I had somebody here that was going to winterize my deck. Can I? No, yeah. I no worries, bud. We were we were trying to, uh, to to talk over the conversation you were having because it kind of sounded personal. Yeah, so that was in a bookie or something, you know, that you owed money to, and we just <laughs> needed to. Like, right. 
the kid next door is winterizing my deck with stain for free. That's all I've got to say. That's an awesome. So I think we need to check into child labor laws on this. He's about 30. That's what I call a kid. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma beats TCU by 21. Giaf, I'll let you start and we'll work your way around. How good is Oklahoma? So at the beginning of the year, I think uh, – I know me and Randall talked about it. Um, Oklahoma, we expected to come in this year and have this prolific uh, offensive uh, scheme going on. O- Oklahoma hasn't quite lived up to the hype. Um, and unfortunately, Texas can't win a ball game. Although Texas looks like at times they're playing better than any other team except in, I don't know, the fourth quarter. Um this is the second week in a row they've allowed a team to come back being up multiple touchdowns, uh, which I'm sure we'll get to in a minute. But uh, I don't know, man. The The Big 12, again, is is one of those that I don't really know what to make of it. And I don't want to give Oklahoma too much credit because they're, they're not living up to what we thought they would be, and they're kind of skating by right now. But sometimes it's all it takes. Your thoughts on Oklahoma field? Yeah, I think they're skating by as well, but they're skating right into the number three spot probably. Uh, maybe two spot, depending on how people view Cincinnati. As long as they stay undefeated, they go by name alone a lot of times, just like an Alabama does. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to knock them out unless they lose. But I think if they lose, the voters are going to be just looking for a reason to drop them out of the top 10 completely just because they've had so many, you know, ugly, ugly wins. So, uh, but until they lose, they're going to be right in the mix. And I just don't think they're that good, but somehow they keep defying the odds. Randall, what's your opinion on Oklahoma? November the 20th, Iowa State. November 27th, Oklahoma State. If they get through those games, they are to be in the playoffs. I mean, do you think they can win in the playoffs? I actually, no. Uh, <laughs> it matters the matchup. Uh, do I think Oklahoma could beat Cincinnati? Yes. Do I think Oklahoma could beat Georgia, Alabama? Yes. It would probably take a monumental three, four turnover kind of game to keep the Sooners in the game. But I don't know. Um, I'm kind of falling in love with Cincinnati right now, so maybe maybe I like Cincinnati to beat Oklahoma it up. Well, okay, here you go. The you got North Carolina State ranked twenty second, goes on the road to Boston College, who supposedly everybody's saying is a good ball team and just beats them thirty three to seven. North Carolina State's home got a chance to win the ACC. But that does that do they have any chance to climb up in the top ten or top five, Randall? No, and it's name representatives. I mean, uh, North Carolina State just um, don't have the name brand, and and you know going down the stretch, they play they play Louisville, Florida State, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and North Carolina. There's not a victory in that that makes somebody move them from 22 to 10th. 
if you're down the list, do you remember the year Auburn all of a sudden came from like 17th running, you know, they beat Georgia. Then they played, no, they went from 17 to like 10 by beating Georgia and then beat Alabama and went from 10 to like six, you know, it just fell outside the playoffs. But you got to have that name brand victory. You got to have that Georgia or Alabama victory. That Georgia Alabama victory ain't on their schedule. Then Wake Forest is undefeated in the ACC. So, I mean, basically, the ACC's two top teams just don't have a fair chance. No. But expand it. Expand the playoffs and you get what you want. I don't know how many times I got to say it. I totally agree with that, Randall. I was like, you said a while ago, I want the top four teams at the end of the season. I want the top eight teams at the end of the season. Uh, and I think it would be a much better – or for make it top ten and have two buys. I don't care. There would be a reason to be in the top ten then. But so, right now, unless you're in the top four, the top ten means nothing anymore. Let's get away from one game make the first round a home game and take 16. And and in that first week, 16 plays one at one, 15 plays two at two. It's, it's a glorified regular season game. But to me, we, we always say we're protecting the kids. Well, we've got the kids playing 14, 15 games. Uh, let's back it off. Let's play 11. Let's cut out. Let's let's cut out conference championship. Let the SEC East and West champion go to the playoffs. You know where they do that at? Every other division of football besides this one. So I'm with you. It could be it could be argued too that that ending your season in early December and not playing a bowl game until late December, early January is worse for the kids than playing every single week and staying in that football shape. So, I agree with that. And you know what? Every now and then we're going to get Coastal Carolina is going to beat Oklahoma or somebody's just going to totally shock and get into that round of eight. But, you know, one thing, too, getting into that, it's not all about the safety of the kids because if it was, the FCS wouldn't have been doing it for years and letting their whoever comes out on top play 16 games. Because 100% right. 16 team playoff every year and they have had for years even when it was you know called division one double a so yeah it's not about the kids if it was they just don't care about the kids that couldn't get to the big schools if that's the case a hundred percent i am on the rant and it almost breaks my heart let me say this let me say this correctly let me grab a team in the top Arden said it earlier, Brigham Young was non-factor at number 19. And I agree with him. He ne- they never was a factor. But if number 16 got in, what would Brigham Young been playing for last night against Baylor? They've been playing for their championship life. You yep. know? That just adds so much more drama to college football to me. Well, as it is right now, if you're if you're just taking the top four once you lose a football game, whether it be week one or week two or week 10, from that point on, you're playing playoff games. Yes. And 
I mean, how fair is that to the kids for the pressure that it puts on? You look at Georgia and Clemson, two of the teams that were so-called favorites at the beginning of the year. Clemson loses, and then they lose again, and everybody just discounts them like they were just a terrible team. So, it you know, two losses does not make you a terrible team, but it seems that we have the mindset that way in college football now. Kentucky loses on the road at number one. Plays well for three quarters. Plays Mississippi State, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, New Mexico State, and Louisville. And has zero chance now. Zero. None. Yep. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I agree totally. I want them, I want them to expand it, make it bigger. Well, Still, their, name, their name is Kentucky, so that's going to drop them back to 17th in the rankings. They with one loss. Where, right. you know, some of the big teams – Ohio State has a loss, but they're up at number five. It's all name recognition. And Kentucky's loss is arguably a lot better than Ohio State's loss. Absolutely it is. You lost to number one on the road in a competitive game. Uh, yeah, give me Kentucky right now, and I'll rank them higher. And if you want to look at it that way, Kentucky's wins are also better than Ohio State's wins are. Yes, I would. I would love to. I would love to find out what the what the NCAA's actual take on expanding this is, because I just don't think it's debatable that expanding this out to the same way the FCS does um, would make college football in general more entertaining. And I don't think that you would lose the money that they think you would because it would be more entertaining all year long. You're playing for so much more expanding it out to a, a system that the FCS does. Totally agree. What's the biggest sporting event in America? Super March Bowl. Madness. Super Bowl. Well, besides Super Bowl, March Madness. Okay, fair enough. I mean, True. Two, two weekends of full TV. Uh, the Super Bowl is a is a, an event all to itself. I mean, it's it's – the Super Bowl almost borders on like entertainment that isn't even sports by the ratings it draws. But yes, you're right. It's Super Bowl. Okay, Giovanni, I'm gonna start with you on the next game we're gonna touch on. Bama bounces back from losing to Texas AM on the road to Mudstump Mississippi State, who beat AM. So, so here we go with that that thing we tend to do every year, which is this team beat that team, this team beat that team, so this team's better than that team. Um, uh, again, I brought a fall into that. Um, Texas A&M played really, really well last weekend to beat Bama. Uh, not saying Bama didn't play well; it was it was a great football game. Um, but Bama is still Bama. They are they are still should be one of the top ranked teams in the country. They're playing better than I think any team except for Georgia. Um, now, obviously, the rankings won't respect or show that because they they, they did lose that football game. Um, but Bama still has, in every right, they deserve to be in the playoff towards the top right now. Um, of course, it, it looks like they control their destiny, destiny here and there, and we'll see a Georgia-Bama SEC championship game, barring anything crazy happening. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if I'd call it a bounce back game. Uh, it was a good hard fought football game last week, but Bama still is one of the best teams in the country. Bill, your opinion? 
Yeah, I said it last week after the A&M loss. I would hate to be Mississippi State this weekend. And uh, that pretty much came true, 40-point defeat later. Uh, Alabama, when they want to turn it on, they turn it on. And Saban can motivate those guys, and we've seen it year in, year out. Uh, they're going to be number four again, and they're right there in the playoff hunt again. So it's going to come down to probably what we're all looking at is an Alabama-Georgia SEC championship. If Alabama beats Georgia, I think Georgia still has enough to stay into the top four. If Georgia beats Alabama, it'll be interesting to see what they do with a two-loss Alabama who just lost to number one. I don't know if their rec name recognition can keep them into the top four. That's where it would keep them into a top eight if the playoffs were expanded. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Randall? Alabama, I don't know. Alabama's Alabama. Beat them and then they lost a the game on the road, played horrible. All right. Uh, my million-dollar question, and I haven't seen this, haven't Googled it. If and really Georgia's last hurdle probably is Florida in the cocktail party. Uh, Phil, that looks so good. You just blew I don't up. Know what it did? Turned sideways, didn't you? Yeah, actually, I did. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't see Alabama not making a playoffs, even though I think this Alabama team is flawed. Uh, I almost wanted to say the other day, and I'll go back to it. If this is the year Georgia don't win it, if Georgia don't win it this year, they've missed a golden opportunity because I believe everybody's flawed. Now, I believe Georgia's flawed as long as Stetson Bennett's at quarterback. I believe JT Daniels makes them a much more complete team. But Alabama's flawed. Oklahoma's flawed. Ohio State's flawed. Cincinnati, do we even know what they are truly? They played okay, beat some big names, but still, I got to think Cincinnati's flawed in a depth standpoint. I just feel like Georgia's the most complete team when they have JTD in the, on the field. So, but don't make me bet against Nick Saban. And I was just sitting here Googling it. What, what, what do you think the line to Alabama, Georgia would be in a SEC championship game? Oh, I have no clue. I would say right now it's going to be around Georgia three, three and a half. I don't know. I'll find out today. There's a way you can get a futures bet, but uh, I would like to know where, where where the bookmakers have that one. All right, we'll start with you on this game, Randall. Lane Kiffin's return visit to Tennessee, number thirteen, Ole Miss squeaks out a win in Knoxville against a very improved Tennessee team. All right, Ole Miss is not number thirteen. They have. What should be the Heisman winner, though? I don't care what anybody says. Anyone that watched that football game last night, Matt Carell is the best player in the country. Uh, Tennessee still dressed 65 players. Tennessee is still out talented by every team 
other than Mississippi State, uh, uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri in talent by far. I believe in Josh Heupel. Um, I would have liked to seen Hayden Hooker get those last 54 seconds. I would really like to seen that happen. Uh, I hope Hayden Hooker's okay because he's he's convinced me now. But I, I just, they're just not ready yet. They're not ready for the prime time. Ole Miss, they've got one phenomenal football player, and and understand. Ole Miss came into that football game very beat up. Yes. But, man, that's two Tennessees left on the table that could have been like, yeah, these are big numbers. But I thought Tennessee played well. And, again, I'll go back to it. If you go to my personal Facebook, you'll see it right now. Don't nobody be shocked by what happened in Knoxville. You. campus alcohol during a college football game at night with Lane Kiffin in town. I mean, if that game was close, that was always going to happen. So the university has some culpability in what happened last night. So yes, it's embarrassing. Yes, it's crazy. But the day they started selling out, and I sat in the student section, one section over, the most beer lines in the stadium, guess where they're at? There's one on the end of the student section, both sides. Man, I'm for beer sales on campus. I'm for beer sales if you're over 21, but there's some there's some regulations that need to go into what happens from now on. You go to the Braves game, it's kind of like, they slow the line down intentionally. They only they cut it off at a certain point. The university has some culpability in finding a better way to manage alcohol sales during games, especially night games where people have been drinking all day. I'm a non-drinker, but the day they put it in, I remember the guy behind me went, well, I can't wait till the first close game at night in this environment it was going to happen so uh, i think they'll get it fixed but i expect a huge fine to the university of tennessee phil you got any opinions on the old miss tennessee game well i think it was a great game that's not going to be remembered uh the only thing it's going to be remembered for is a golf ball hitting lane Kiffin, and what a great game it was, and Tennessee had their opportunities uh, throughout the game. I, Not being a Tennessee fan, I thought there was a couple of very, very questionable calls, especially in the first half, and I didn't have sound on the TV I was at, but I have no idea why that was not a touchdown where uh, Matt Corral fumbled the ball and it was running back. Yeah, they I don't know if anybody has, has an explanation for that, but it looked clear that it, that should be a touchdown. The referee said his forward progress was stopped. Well, that referee needs to not referee anymore. That's a BS call. And yeah, I, I agree with every that. Every level I agree of too. If his forward progress was stopped, then he should have blown the whistle, which he did not do. Yep. So, therefore, anyway, besides that, I'm not I'm not harping on the refs here. Uh 
just because, and I kind of disagree with Randall on one thing, uh, and he didn't say it was it made it right or anything, but he said it was bound to happen. I don't think necessarily that it was bound to happen, and even if it was, it doesn't make it right. It don't. I, I think that what happened last night is a disgrace to the university. It made Tennessee really, really look bad. And there's been times in my life, all the way through my life, why aren't you a Tennessee fan? Why aren't you a Tennessee fan? And I have told people over and over and over because I don't like Tennessee fans. It's nothing to do with the team, and it's not all fans. And I can see Geoff getting a little irritated with me by saying that probably. But it's not all fans. But when you show yourself like that, I mean, that just adds more fuel to my fire saying, look, I told you so, you know, that's your people. Does and, Georgia uh, allow, does Georgia have on-campus beer sales during the game? They didn't the last time I was there, uh, but I think they have put it in. Okay. Because that only came about a couple years ago, and I didn't go to any games last year for COVID. So uh, they did not have it in the last time I was there two years ago. But they were implementing it. But they were, from what I was told, they were doing it as a beer garden area where they were only selling it in certain areas of the of the stadium. That could have changed, and, and it could I, be completely all over now. I'm not sure. I, I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not blaming the alcohol for the reaction. I just think it's when you put. They cleared the three sections. They cleared were student sections. I just think it's real dangerous. I, I think it's always been under control during day games. Uh, I've seen twice as many arrests, Arden. Uh, and Phil, I've seen more arrests at games. I've seen more issues at games. Now, I'm a non-drinker, and I don't have a problem with people drinking. Most of my friends drink. But one of the reasons I decided, there was two reasons I decided not to go last night. One was the weather looked bad and I was on vacation and I was coming back. But two, I'm not 100% sure I felt safe having my 11-year-old daughter in the environment. Uh, and it was, the environment was Lane Kiffin too and Ole Miss. If it would have been any other school, I think I would have felt fine with it. That, I almost wish that would have been a day game. I mean, it's no excuse. You're right. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing not for the kids. It's embarrassing for the university. But when you let people tailgate all day and then you add alcohol sales at the game, no excuse for what they acted like. But to me, it felt it. it Thursday, I was thinking, I hope nothing happens. And it did. So that was my concern is, if there ever going to be an environment for something like that to happen, that that was it last night. So, good points. I agree with you, except about the Tennessee fans, because I'll tell you about some Georgia fans that met me at the door, and I had to pull a gun to get out of my car to go. <laughs> but that's okay. I know there, there it goes both ways. It goes yeah. both ways. Jeff, I've been really quiet. Um, no, Phil, my irritation uh, is not – or frustration is not with you and what you said. It's You're 100% spot on. Um, I am extremely embarrassed as a Tennessee fan. Um, 
that that is something that never ever should happen. Throwing throwing things on the field, throwing a golf ball at a coach. I don't care what he's done. He's he's lame. Um, it was extremely embarrassing. Um, I, I feel so bad for the Tennessee football team and Heupel, who has come in and obviously made this a better team, made this a better environment. The the kids are playing for him. They are playing week in, week out, and playing better every week as it goes along. And then 5% of the fan base loses their mind like they're a three-year-old pitching a tantrum and decide to start throwing stuff on the field. Um, it's it's just really sad. It took away from from what was a terrific game. Um, took away from from – what what would have gone down as, as one of the best games Tennessee's played in recent memory. Um and and instead now it's just gonna be every year Tennessee threw stuff on the field. Um even the last fifty four seconds they, they almost came back and won that football game. So I'm I'm not gonna touch base on it anymore. Uh the the team played great. I'm extremely happy with where the program's heading. Uh, but that was super embarrassing for the entire fan base, the university, and it really did did the 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 team themselves and those kids a disservice. So that's I'll leave it at that. Okay. Well, uh, I have one this. more. Can I get a follow up? Just one quick part. Go right ahead. Where Go in right the ahead. hell did they get all that stuff from? I mean, who carries a golf ball? There's the only one. The there's only one state. answer there, Randall. Whoever brought that stuff in, that was going to happen regardless. They planned on it. They brought it in to do exactly that. That's one of the reasons it's so daggum embarrassing. The mustard was stolen from the concession stand. I know that mustard. <laughs> you know that mustard, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah right. I mean, it's embarrassing, but you know what? It can be controlled, and I think there's things that can be put in place to prevent it ever again. So that's what we got to go for it and do. Well, here, again, I'm sorry, guys. It's it's this is obviously uh, close to me. So, uh, and and I disagree with you some there, Randall. It's it's not. I don't think it's something that can be controlled because you 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 can't teach a 20 year old, a 30 year old, a 50 year old to act their age. Um, if they're going to drink and act that way, they're always going to drink and act that way. And you can't put anything in place or control, uh, you know, 500 people out of the 100,000 that was there. I just don't I just don't see a way to control that. It's it's people taking responsibility for themselves. You put their in jail if you got fine. That's 100 percent agree. Exactly 100 percent agree. They did in Philadelphia. You remember yeah. when they threw the batteries and things like yeah. that? They, they threw people in jail for that. If you know, I don't have a problem with flinging a I mean it shouldn't have happened flinging an empty water bottle or a pizza top or that's embarrassing but when you take a golf ball and you throw it you're trying to hurt somebody that ain't just interrupting a game so if they find that fella and they should use every video camera everything every means possible if you find somebody throwing something harmful onto the field prosecute them so it, it's a hot subject now in Knoxville. I mean, it's headlines on uh, 
uh, SI right now. I was just sitting here reading the article. So it wouldn't surprise me a bit if somebody didn't, with all the social media and everything, if somebody, if he doesn't either, or he or she doesn't tell on themselves and brag about it, or somebody else say, oh, well, I know who threw the golf ball and blah, blah. It'll get out, I believe. Oh, it's so, gonna it's gonna have to get out. There's there's at least fifty people in that person's general vicinity that know that where that golf ball came from. And and then, you know, of those fifty people, twenty people know the guy or girl or whoever it was. It's eventually gonna come out who it was. Well, I've seen enough CSI in my day that know that they can go to where Kiffin was and shoot a laser up into the stands and and find out where that golf ball came from. <laughs> <laughs> so can I read something that um, uh, Chancellor Palma just released. Go right ahead. Behavior puts students, athletes, coaches, and other fans at real. Something like this will never be tolerated again. And I think that's where you start with drawing the line. And everybody knows on this show or any other show they ever watch here, I am a Lane Kiffin guy. I, I believe to this day if Lane Kiffin stays at Tennessee, none of this 15-year-hour slump happens he goes to Ole Miss he coaches he does what you should do which is bring publicity to your football team by smack talking he had the best answer of anybody great I mean he had he used complete class last night walking off the field it's a great program great fans it's unfortunate and that's all he said so putting a situation that he could go on the offensive he took the high road Next week, I'm sure he's going to tweet something about a golf ball to make everybody look bad. But in that moment, he did it. He defused the situation. So credit to him. Yeah. I thought he handled it well also. Well, I guess that's the top 25 in college football. I think we're going to turn this over to Phil Dye and we're going to do some DFS. All right. Well, we we definitely covered some football today on college uh, Run a little late. It's a good thing we have some buys today and whatnot, so we don't have quite as many games to go through, so maybe we can get through them pretty quick. Arden, you said you've got the game up right now. I think it was 13-3 last I looked between yeah. the Dolphins and Jags. 13-3, two minutes to go in the second quarter. Miami's got to call it their own two. Is Tua playing yeah. in that game? Yes, he is playing. So he's, he's back. I know there's a lot of injuries as – any of us that play fantasy football know this week the injury report is starting to pile up and pile up and pile up in a, some very important situations. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen for the rest of the year, but if it keeps on like this, some of us may not have a team very much longer. So anyway, let's get to it. Uh, Cincinnati and Detroit, we'll just start with a game that's kind of ho-hum, but uh, – some injuries in this, but Arden, I'll start with you on this one just because I know you love the guy. Jamar Chase just having a heck of a year as a rookie and uh, looks like he's in line maybe to get rookie of the year right now. I think he's a huge play today. I think he's a – I'm probably going to have him in every single lineup today against a bad Detroit team. And, I mean, that last I've seen, they got a, a prop bet out there that it seems like he goes over every week. They – Say Jamar Chase over a reception over 24 yards. The thing is, that's what he's doing. He's catching the deep ball. 
And, I mean, busting it for a touchdown, I think he's a great play this week. I like Joe Burrows this week. All right. GF, you got anything on this game, or is it just one you're going to pass on? Uh, I've got I've got some of Jamar Chase this week. Um, I, I, I think I, I've try, been trying to talk myself into a Detroit side of it, too, uh, as bad <laughs> as they played last week. I just don't trust Jared Goff. Um, the the one thing I will say, I think uh, DeAndre Swift is questionable today. He's got an injury designation. So does uh, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think uh, St. Brown is their number one receiver at this point I think right now. Tyrell Williams is supposed to come back today unless he was ruled out again this morning. Uh, he came off the IR. Okay, uh, I'm still showing an IR designation on him right now, okay, so I, I don't know. On them. Um, but if that's the case, you have you have St. Brown sitting there in at the number one receiver spot for 4,200 in uh, in DraftKings. Um, maybe worth a look. It's a cheap receiver play, and if you're the number one, you're going to be targeted. So that would be my, my one play from that side of it. With Cephas out, you may be exactly right. Randall, what do you think about this one? Joe Mixon. Look, y'all can kill Detroit all you want, but guess who's covered every single game this year? The Detroit Lions. You, the, the Bengals did not activate Samaj Piran. Mixon's banged up. Mixon is a top five back, even banged up for me. If you tell me Mixon is healthy, he might be my number one overall back in this game. I do like Burrow. Um, I, I, I always play the wrong receiver. I keep playing. It, you, how, how many weeks can it be this guy, maybe that, that guy? But I think this is a Joe Mixon day. And if, if somehow we get to 1130 and you get Joe Mixon with, with no designation, and ready to go without a P Ryan in the game. Give me all the go mixing. And he's only 4% owned. So give me all the mixing you can get. Is there right. is there anything – I'm sorry, guys. Is there anything to be said for a, a Chris Evans play at all, Randall, in the event that, that Joe Mixon does get a little banged up? Will they use uh, Chris Evans at all? Uh, he'll be the number two back, but – God, if Joe Mixon don't go, please, all my lineups are dead anyway. So if Joe Mixon plays about one series and is out, y'all don't even text me during the day. I'll be working on the four o'clock games. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, kind of move along. Uh, Green Bay and Chicago. I think this is an interesting game in several ways going into Soldier Field. Uh, Chicago banged up at the running back position. We all know that Montgomery's out. Uh, Williams now out. Khalil Herbert going to be a very cheap pickup for somebody. He's going to uh, going to start today and could be a big factor. Randall, we'll stay with you and go around this time. Herbert is my guy. If I've got four thousand dollars and that's it at my flex position, so I, I'm big on trying to find a flex guy that's cheap. I like Herbert in that flex position. Um, I didn't completely put my heart into this game because I don't know that Chicago can score enough to threaten Green Bay. Uh, I, I think if I was going to play anybody, it would probably be 
part of the Green Bay offense uh, running game. But, I mean, if somebody tells me they're playing Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams every week, I'm like, eh, okay. I understand why. Yeah, play them. They're the best combo in football. So, uh, I'm probably going to pass on it, though. Harden, what do you got here? I got a Herbert in one of my lineups. He had a real good game last week. Got a lot of touches, even with Damian Williams not on COVID list. He uh, rushed for 80-something yards. I mean, first game really playing. I can see that I think they'll be behind some in this game. And, you know, Justin Fields might be dunking, you know, dropping it off to him, checking down to him. I can see where they could use him a little bit like uh, Detroit does DeAndre Swift. Uh, Green Bay side, I just don't know how much of that I want this week. The Bears defense is playing pretty good. And, yeah, I know Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams can do anything, but just I'm not so sure how much I want them this week. Yeah, I'll tell you a little about this. Uh, Go ahead, the only, give us what you got. Yeah, the only thing I can really add to it is is I, I don't think Aaron Jones was mentioned. If it was, I missed it. Um, the way that Aaron uh, uh, Rodgers is, is dumping the ball in the backfield to Jones right now, um, I, and I understand the Chicago rush defense has been pretty good, um, but Aaron Jones has been pretty impressive this year as far as, as when he gets in space, and he's zero to 60 real fast. Um, so it's, it's, I, I like Aaron Jones, especially catching the ball in the backfield. Um, and Khalil Herbert, again, I'm with Randall. He's in my flex this week. All right. Moving on, we got another kind of yawner game the way I see it. Uh, Colts hosting the Texans. Uh, Texans seem to be going nowhere fast. The Colts up and down. One day they have a good game, one day they don't. So, but they are getting some players back. GF, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, what Colts do you see today that might have a big game? Because I think being a ten and a half point favorite, they're going to they're going to show out and score some points today. I don't, I don't, I don't know. This game, I kind of faded. Um, I, I kind of like Michael Pittman, um, but if, if I'm gonna if I'm going to play anything from this game with any kind of confidence, I'm probably still in what Arden's going to say, but I'm playing the Colts defense. I do not trust Mills. There is no way that this dude comes in and does that twice against a much better defense than the Colts. So I'm on the Colts defense. I know they're a little expensive, but I think they'll, they'll be worth it this week. I'm kind of with you on that as well. Arden, I know uh, we've been talking, and uh, the Colts' running game has really, really started coming along. It's going to be a little pricey, but you think uh, you think they're, they're running backs, either one of them, are the way to go today? I'm, I'm huge on Jonathan Taylor today. I think he has a big game. And 6,600, I mean, it's a little pricey, but there's a lot of people priced higher than him. I mean – Last week, he had that long touchdown reception. They're starting to throw the ball to him more. The running game's coming alive. Yes, I think I'm, I like the coach defense, and I'm huge on Taylor this week. All right, Randall, are you with us there? Yeah, it's just a lot of money to get to that situation. Um, it's a lot of money to get to to Jonathan Taylor 
Now, and I'm going to give you my backs. I'm playing over Jonathan Taylor. Joe Mixon for $200 less. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? Now, also, I, will, I will say I will say this as far as the backs go there. And I do like Jonathan Taylor, but with the way this game script might be, if we like the Colts defense as much as we do, they may try and spell Taylor a little bit. And Niam Hines is a pass catching back out of the backfield, and he's $2,000 cheaper than Jonathan Taylor. Look who joined us, boys and girls, back from Knoxville. Probably had a golf ball in his pocket. Robbie we found Hall. the guys with the golf ball. Hey, hey, my seats are too high to throw anything on the field. I can assure you that. I do not have that kind of arm strength. <laughs> What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, I pulled up and I see the Jags are losing again. Yeah, 13-3. Yeah, it may not be the day for their first victory. <clears throat> they may they may challenge the Bucks for the all-time record here before it's all said and done. <laughs> Does Urban Meyer make it back from London with a job? Or a blonde? <laughs> yes. He makes it back with a job and gets fired when the plane lands. They're not going to leave him on the tarmac in London like we have seen coaches left before. <laughs> hey, let's move on, guys. This is, I think this is a game that a lot of people are going to play on and be interested in. We've got some injuries in it, too. Uh, Kansas City – at Washington, Kansas City's got something to prove right now. Uh, Washington been playing pretty well, but they're a little banged up as well. Gibson questionable. Uh, Logan Thomas out. Looks like Tyreek Hill is questionable. That opens up for – I'm going to start with Randall because he seems to really be enjoying this game. Randall, what do you got on this one? Uh, I've got in my Millie Maker first lineup I built, Mikhail Hardman, McLaren, Travis Kelsey, Ricky Sales Jones, and my quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Load it up. Think it's a good game. I'm a little scared of the designation on McLaren. I'm scared of the designation on uh what's Washington's running back's name from Memphis. How did I forget that? I can tell you where he went to college, but I can't tell you what his Gibson. name is. Gibson. Gibson. But uh come on, man. This is gonna be a shootout. This is my game of the day. Uh, also, since Robbie's here now, and since I hit my bet my nuts last night on the Tennessee under and the Tennessee cover, I'm going to tell you my play today is Washington, Kansas City over. Robbie, do you agree with that? Um, well, so I think I think you hit. <clears throat> The nail on the head. This is Kansas City needs to get right on this game. And how do you get right? You put your best thrower of the ball with your best catch of the ball. I think Mahomes and Kelsey connect, make it a point to get there. And so um, I think I think they are going to have to score and put pressure on Washington. Um, so I look for Kelsey to have a big game and Mahomes to have a big game. Uh, what is the number of the over-under? 54. 54. No, I, I like the under. I like the under. I don't That's think. Well, I think. I think Kansas City gets gets their part of it done. I don't think Washington gets their part of it. All right, Arden. We got Kansas City's running game today. Clyde Edwards-Helaire out on the IR right now. 
Darrell Williams coming in the game. He's going to be a cheap pickup for somebody, and he's going to get the full load, it looks like. You got him in any lineups today? <laughs> yes, I do like Williams today. Uh, he's a very cheap play, and I think he fits in good. He's not propped up there. Uh, and, you know, the way they like to throw the running back some, Jerry McKinnon might get some uh, catches and more action in today with Edward Slur out. And he's another very cheap play. Geoff, quickly, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey. Uh, I think uh, he's got two touchdowns and 100-plus yards today. Um, I've got a little bit of the backfield playing at Kansas City, um, but the game the game script scares me. So if, if, if it is a shootout and it does go over, I, I think I like Jarrett McKinnon. Um, but if it's a Kansas City takes control and slows the game down in the second half – I like Williams. Breaking uh, touchdown, Jacksonville, Mark Jones Jr. Touchdown receiving. And they're almost to halftime right now at 1310 Miami. Does it make me a degenerate that I both gambled and played DraftKings on Jacksonville and the Dolphins? Yes, I mean, it does make you a degenerate. Thanks. Welcome to the crowd. Let's <laughs> make sure. I felt dirty doing it this morning. All right, let's move on, guys. Another game I think could be a shootout in Baltimore today. The L.A. Chargers visiting the Ravens. We've seen what both offenses can do. We saw what Baltimore can do in one quarter last Monday night, uh, lighting it up. Uh, Robbie, let's start with you this time. What are your thoughts on this game, and who do you like in it? Um. The Chargers are my Chargers and Bills are, are my AFC Championship prediction. Um, as someone who adamantly hates the Chargers, I think they have the the Bills and them are head to, head and head the two best teams in the um, AFC. With the Ravens being just below them, with the most dangerous weapon in football right now, Lamar Jackson, he is throwing the ball well. He he's you have to scheme around him. He he is that much of a difference maker. Um, I like a lot of points in this game and give me any of the offensive players. If I can get them on a budget, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Over under 51. Geoff, who you got in this one? I tend to like uh, the Chargers here um, because I'm so big on Austin Eckler today. Uh, I know he's a, he's a little bit pricey today, um, but I, I do believe that this is, is going to be an Austin Eckler time of day. Um, on the Baltimore side of it, uh, Mark Andrews, it seems like he's been getting more targets here lately. Um, and at, I think he's 5,200. I, I think he could see a similar day-to-day that I've got Kelsey on for, like, you know, $2,400 cheaper. So, I think Mark I Andrews is a good play there. Yeah, I kind of agree with Andrews, too. He's come on, especially last week. He, he's showing his dominance again. Arden, what do you got on this game? Your thoughts? Well, I, I like Eckler in this game, and uh, for the Chargers side, I mean, I know he's a little probably a real good running back. They're using him a lot. Uh, Keenan Allen's a very good play. Uh, he, he's a solid as they come. He's not as pricey as some receivers. Like Mark Andrews, I mean, I think he's he had a breakout game last week, and I think he keeps it rolling. And breakout year, most consistent year, I like uh, 
Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown, he's having a great year. Yes, he is. Can't deny that. Randall, your thoughts on this game? I feel like you are going to come with this one hard, too. Well, you know, my one and four fantasy team could really use a big day from Lamar Jackson is all I'm going to say, too. I will, <laughs> I will tell you at 1130, you need to find out who, if Mike Williams is active. If Mike Williams is active, I'm playing Mike Williams. If he's not, I'm playing Keenan Allen. I like Lamar Jackson in this spot. Um, I'd, I'd like to play one of his receivers with him. But if I if I end up not playing anybody with him, you can't play Lamar Jackson naked here. And I'm with uh, – I think it was Arden that said, I think this is a Keenan Allen day. I mean, uh, an Austin Eckler day too. All right, a couple more games early. Uh, in the Meadowlands, the Giants hosting the Rams. Uh, the Rams coming off a tough loss to the Cardinals. Uh, the Giants just going nowhere fast. No Barkley, no receivers. Uh, Daniel Jones beat up. I just see the Rams running away with this game today. Uh, I, I think they've got something to prove, too, because people kind of discounted them after one loss, uh, much like people do in college. But uh, Matthew Stafford and company, I think, may bring it today. Arden, what are your thoughts? I love uh, Stafford today. He's a really good play. Him and Cooper Cup, and for the first time this year, I think I'm big on Henderson, the running back for the Rams. I've stayed away from him most of the year, but he's putting up some pretty good numbers and been able to stay healthy. Uh, Giants side the ball. If I'm playing anybody, maybe a Kadarius Tony play in there. If he plays, I know he was questionable. But like you said, the Giants are pretty beat up, so I'm probably not going to have hardly any Giants in anything. But I think you can take anybody from the Rams and be in good shape. Yeah, I, I think I'm agreeing with you on that. The Giants, I know, you know, with Barkley out, a lot of people were big picking up uh, Devontae Booker. Robbie, do you think he's going to have a game at all, or is this defense just too tough to even play him? Yeah, I would stay away from any of the Giants today. I mean, I just think Aaron Darnold's going to have a field day with this short staff Giants offense. I mean, there's just not a lot of weapons there left anymore. And Daniel Jones, I think, is going to be under duress all day. I do like Cup as a play. Um, and then Stafford also. But yeah, I'd stay away from any of the, the uh, Giants players. Geoff, on the Rams wide receivers, I know Cup's been the guy all year, but it looks like Robert Woods is coming along pretty well right now and looks like he's getting more targets. He, he has been here lately. Um, I, I still – Robert Woods is definitely a play. He's, he's a deep threat. Uh, but this, this Stafford-Cup connection has, has almost been um, league-leading um, on some weeks. Um, it, they, they just got this connection, this, this chemistry going – and I, it's it's hard to overlook uh, Cooper Cup, but I you know Robert Woods is a play. Um, I mean, especially it's Robert Woods is eighteen hundred dollars cheaper than than Cup is. Um, kind of going off what Robbie said, I'm I'm not convinced. I'm going to stay away from the Giants um, from a DFS standpoint. Um, that they're going to have to throw the football all day long. They don't have a choice. Um, so I do for the price points with Galladay out. I do like Shepard or Tony. Um, on the Giants' side of it, because 
they've got to throw the football. They're, that's the only way they're keeping up with the Rams. Um, I don't see the running backs being a factor, but the football will be thrown a lot. Well, Randall, the over-under in this game is 48-and-a-half, which tells me that, you know, the odds makers are expecting the Giants to at least score a few points, which backs up what Geoff said. Can they throw the ball enough to make a difference today? I was just looking at the over-under, and uh, I actually don't like it. I like the under. I, I don't – the one special – the special players on the Giants team are either out or banged up. Uh, and I don't think Tony's going to go. I think he's very doubtful. Uh, I actually like – I would like to buy the Rams down a half a point and get them at seven. And I think that oh, – and the under. Um, I also, uh, the one play I like from DFS is Henderson. I think this could be an early blowout, like 24 to 10 game, where you just see Henderson get 25 carries. I do like – I want to buy that half a point down, though. I don't like that seven and a half. Yeah, I kind of like Henderson today, and I'm with you. I've already looked at that seven and a half myself. That half point can can kill you at times, especially when it's on a number like seven. Uh, but I do like the Rams covering this game. I think they cover easy. All right, last early game we've got today, Minnesota-Carolina. The injury bug has hit again. They've ruled Christian McCaffrey out, but Dalvin Cook has come back for Minnesota. Seems to be flip-flop. Geoff, I know you've been big on Carolina this year. Can they? Do they have anything for Minnesota today, or can the Vikings go in there and win? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I do like Carolina today a lot. Minnesota has been uh, subpar. Um and I, I do believe that that Darnold with these with this group he has around him is, is a much better team in Carolina. Um, so I do like Carolina to win today, um, and I, I I think I do like DJ Moore today. Uh, again, they're going to be throwing the football a lot without Christian McCaffrey. You've got uh, Hubbard there. Um, I forget what the price point is on Hubbard. Um, Fifty nine hundred. I'm sorry. Fifty nine hundred. Uh, Fifty nine hundred. So, so Hubbard's a play, um, a cheaper play at running back. Um, but I, I do like Carolina to cover. I, I think that what's the under over in that game? It is forty five and a half. Unless it's changed. Yeah, I think I like the over as well. Yeah, I, I do. I do like that game. I think there's going to be more scoring than we think, but I, I definitely, definitely like Carolina's side of it. All right, Robbie, Kirk Cousins and company. Uh, he's been throwing the ball all over the field this year. Adam Thielen has not lived up to expectations, though. Is this a game he can break out on? You know, looking at the price points, so you got Cousins and Darnold right there. Uh, Cousins at sixty-two hundred, Darnold at sixty-one hundred. Darnold's going against the 19th-ranked passing defense versus Cousins, the 13th-ranked passing defense. So if I'm picking between those two, I'm I'm with G Jeff. I like, I like Darnold in this one. I think um, he's a better play, and I, I I like the over too. I think these teams, um, neither one of them are really that good. They're neither that bad. I, I think this one just goes back and forth. A lot of points scored today. So. Um, Thielen, yes, but I, if I'm picking the quarterbacks, if I want my weapons, I'm, I'm going to take the Panthers' weapons. All right, Arden, I know you've been a Cousins fan this year. 
Uh, is he to play today over Darnold, or do you have it the other way as well? Well, I mean, I, Carolina's got a good defense. Cousins has had a couple of bad weeks lately. So I'm looking for him to have a little bit of a breakout game. I think he, he was doing real good. And Carolina's beat up pretty good on defense. They're still playing good. I think Cousins is better play today. I kind of thought you might. Randall, who you got in this one? Or are you just kind of fading this? Your face tells me you don't like this game. So, first of all, I've got two things that I need to establish. One, somebody needs to tell me every week the Minnesota Vikings are no longer good because I still want them to be good in my head. And two, how has Mike Zimmer not got fired? That's about it for me on this game. I kind of thought you had a little angry look there when I I was like, I was like, Mike Zimmer's still the head coach of the Vikings? Okay, no, I'm just, uh, for, for, for my fantasy team, go Dalvin. Power to the people. Dalvin Cook back and should have a big game today. All right, let's get in the afternoon games. Uh, late afternoon, Arizona at Cleveland. Cleveland in a shootout last week. Arizona's just been throwing points up all year. Uh, looks like they may be the best team in the league at this point. Uh, I kind of see Cleveland playing with them and maybe winning this game. Not sure how it's going to go. Robbie, let's start with you this time. Uh, tell me who you like in this game. I know there's a lot of injuries out there, both sides. are So I'm not sure if it's going to be a lot of passing, if it's going to be because the running backs just don't seem to be there on either side right now. I mean, can you guys believe what we're saying? One of the most exciting games of the week is Arizona at Cleveland. <laughs> Who would have thought that would ever come out of your mouth? Um, yeah, I'm Kyler Murray is uh, unbelievable. He he may be – he's not – Patrick Mahomes, but he may be the most exciting player to watch uh, in the league. And they've got weapons. And then when Ertz gets added, man, they're going to – I know he's not playing this week. But, um, yeah, give me all give me all of this. Give me any any and everyone. Uh, I, I like Baker, and this is kind of cheap at 5,900. Um, I don't know if I would pay an, that much for Kyler with so many other weapons that are – so many options. You have Herbert that's cheaper. You still have Aaron Rodgers, Prescott. Um, but I like the people around Murray and then um, Baker in this game, too. I think tons of points scored. Yeah, I think this is going to be a big one. Uh, 48 over under. I think you can see 50 plus easy in this that game. Martin, how do you see it going? Well, in most scenarios, I'd agree with you, Phil. There's supposed to be 25 to 30 mile an hour winds in Cincinnati. The weather's not supposed to be good. This is time of year the weather turns bad and gets windy. And let me stop you, Arden. Yeah. I don't think we mind what the weather is in Cincinnati. They're playing in Cleveland. I mean, I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> I'm in Cleveland. Good I know college. you do. I just had to give you a hard time, buddy. But, yeah, the weather's not supposed to be good. You know, they this time of year, the weather's not good there. They get a lot of windy games. If you go back and look last year, this time of the year, there were a lot of low-scoring games because of the weather. I do like uh, Kareem Hunt as a play because I figure he'll be getting uh, most of the touches. I'm sure they'll use their 
other running backs, their third string. I don't remember exactly what his name is, but I like cream hunting and everything. But on the rest, I'm going to fade it because of the weather situation. Randall, do you feel that way, or are you coming with this game? Uh, no, weather. Uh, give me give me Kyler Murray's legs every time. I mean, weather or no weather. And I did think you made a good point. I think, cream, first of all, Cleveland has a quick turnaround. So, in Stephonic's head, he's going, I can't kill Kareem Hunt today without uh, Nick Chubb. So, I think Kareem Hunt gets super high-value touches. I think if you see Kareem Hunt in the game, it's going to be in a situation where they feel like it's a super high-value touch. I expect him to get about 15 to 17 touches. And I expect him to 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 maybe explode. Um, the weather is horrible, and I, I'm on my little weather tweet. Uh, first of all, I'd like to make fun of Arden, but I was sitting here leaving Cleveland, Tennessee's weather and going, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> so, but um, the point total has dropped four because of weather. I still like the over here. Colin Murray gets it done, so. I like over and maybe maybe Kareem Hunt and Kyler Murray naked. So, all right, Geoff, uh, I see one thing that's hadn't been brought up. Uh, Chase Edmonds questionable today. We need to look and see whether he's going to play. If not, this could be a good time to pull in a very inexpensive James Conner to get a lot of carries today. Yeah. Yeah, I was just reading on that, uh, Phil. It, it looks like Chase Edmonds is expected to play today. Um, they're they're not in in worry of, of him missing the game. Uh, I, I think time could be split though, uh, especially if it's going to be bad weather or or whatnot. They may, you may see some of James Conner, um, and that that brings me to that other one. Um, I've I've been trying to talk myself out of it all morning, but I can't seem to do it. Um, with Nick Chubb being out. Um, Kareem Hunt is on a snap count. Uh, so the uh, is, it, is it Stefanski? Is that the head coach of, of Cleveland? Uh, they've got they've come out and said that he's going to be on a, a snap count this week. Um, they don't want to bang him up too bad. He's already banged up coming into the game. Um, so my, my flyer of the week in this game is Demetric Felton, which is the third string running back of uh, Cleveland. Um, he's expected to get more touches today. His value goes up, and he's only $4,000. So if you're looking for a place to save a little bit of money with what, what I think as well will be value, valuable touches, uh, Demetrius Felton is my play this week. All right. Let's move on to the next game in New England. Dallas coming in with a high-powered offense. I just don't know if New England can hang with this Cowboy offense right now. Uh and I don't really know what New England's going to bring. Uh, Damian Harris is supposed to be very questionable if he plays at all. Uh, Dallas just looks like they got too much right now. Randall, do you got anything on this game? I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Why <laughs> it started with you? I just hate them. <laughs> I mean, just I got nothing else. I even hate studying them getting ready for a game. <laughs> and just leave it with I hate the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's go to Arden on this game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get to follow that up. That's awesome. Uh, no, uh, I wonder, you know, and 
a few weeks ago when Brady made his return to New England, they were able to stifle the offense some New England was and keep them in the game. Can they slow down Dallas, keep them in the game? Belichick's a defensive guru. I mean, he might can do it. I do think there's good players you can play from Dallas. I don't – I'm probably not playing any of them. I don't trust them that much for some reason. I do like Hunter Henry from the Patriots. I think he could have a good game. But other than that, I'm probably not touching much of this game. Yeah, I don't – I'm not crazy about this game at all. Uh, I think it's a game – 50 and a half seems a little high to me on this game. And I just seem to think that maybe it's time for Dak Prescott to have a little down game with the Belichick defense. And I just don't see New England scoring a lot either. I like the under in this game. Robbie, how do you see this going? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, this just isn't that appealing um, of a game to watch or to, to be involved in. I do like the under if I'm going to have to take one. If I'm having to play somebody, if I'm wanting to say, you know, hey, risk reward, maybe CeeDee Lamb gets gets open, breaks a few, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't select him and have any confidence in it. It, it would just be one of those is if that matches the budget that I have, would I plug him in? But other than that, now I'm staying away from it. Hey Robbie, do you like the under in this game? I do, I do. I, I just I you know, it's in New England. Um, Belichick's going to keep keep it low, you know, conservative with Mac Jones. I just don't see a lot of points being scored. Yeah, I'm the same way. And uh, I just think Prescott's due for a, for a down week, too, especially with Belichick scheming against him. Geoff, how do you see this one? Uh, I, I agree with everything y'all said. I like the under in this game. Um, it just seems like a, a ho-hum game. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they'll. There'll be a whole lot of points scored. Um, I, I made the Hunter Henry call last week. I do like Hunter Henry again this week. He's getting more and more touches, or, or I'm sorry, targets as we move along. Um, but one player I am going to get a piece of in this game, and it's strictly because of of Zeke being a little bit banged up um, and game script. I, I, I like Tony Pollard today. From a from a price point, catching passes out of the backfield, I like Tony Pollard. You've been on the Tony Pollard bandwagon pretty much all year, and it's paid off for you, I know, because he's getting a lot of touches. 57 degrees of kickoff for that game. Thank you, meteorologist Arden Strike. <laughs> Thank you, Neil Pascal. Hey, Arden, I'm going to need a weather report from Denver because that's where we're headed next. The Las Vegas Raiders, as dysfunctional as they are right now without a head coach, going in to play the Broncos today. The Broncos, this number just keeps jumping up. And I don't know if it's because of the head coach situation or just the way the Raiders are playing. Geoff, I'll let you start this one. Uh, do you think the Raiders have a chance to go in there and win with everything that's going on? No. I I don't really know what to say about this game. Um, the the Raiders, I, I may be a little bit disgruntled with them from last week because they cost me absolutely everything I did last week. Um, but I, I thought there was some magic going on in Vegas. Um, they they seem to just be getting it done. Um, and then we all know what has gone on with John Gruden. And, and last week they were a disaster. 
Um, I don't trust them right now. Um, I never really trusted Derek Carr anyways, but it seemed like he was playing better under Gruden. Uh, now that's not the case. So, no, I, I want I want no part of this game. Um, I, I don't know how healthy Melvin Gordon is. Um, I, I do kind of like Javante Williams. Um, but in, all in all, I, I think I'm fading this game. I, I don't trust it. I don't like it. Um, and the the Raiders have have are going to be a big letdown. I think moving forward. Randall, do you like this game any better than the Cowboys game? If you're going to be a week, it's better to be a week early than late. If you're going to play somebody, it's Javante Williams. Next week, we'll be talking about Javante Williams being an established starter for Denver. In my opinion, <laughs> the best thing about this game is John Gruden finally did something so stupid that Tennessee fans won't start rumors. <laughs> Fair enough. Arden, what do you got on this game, if anything? Well, I do like the Javante Williams, but I only other play uh, Cortland Sutton. I don't mind that as a play. Yeah, see, I kinda, I'm kind of i going to other receiver. I like Tim Patrick a little bit in this game just because of the price point on him. Uh, Sutton is getting more of the targets, but Patrick's come along. He's averaging 11, 12 fantasy points a game, and you give him one touchdown, it could be a breakout game for him. Robbie, how do you see this one going? Yeah, this is just vomit. Just, yeah, stay away from this game. Like, I, I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm like, hell, after the 1 o'clock games, I'm turning off the Red Zone channel and just putting it on Arizona-Cleveland. The NFL just gives us garbage in this uh, out, this late window. Um, yeah, I mean, Den- you guys have said it. Vegas is a mess. Um, Denver, I mean, they're, they're a good team, but there's nothing really that stands out to him. I wouldn't spend any money or put anyone on my roster from this game. Yeah, I really can't blame anybody for not doing anything with this game. All right, that wraps it up for all the early games today and the late afternoon games. Let's get into hey guys. tonight's game. We've just got a two, couple left to cover. Tonight's game at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, uh, five-point favorite over Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith coming in for Seattle right now after the Russell Wilson injury. Uh, Pittsburgh's just one of those teams. They're going to have to prove something today, too. It looks like Seattle just may be fading out of the picture in the NFC West. Arden, we'll start with you this time. How do you see this game going, and do you think Seattle can go in there and have a chance with Geno? Well, I'll give you a breaking update. Jacksonville leads 17-13. James Robinson just scored a touchdown. Uh Uh-oh. How many interceptions? Uh What's the weather like in London? (laughs) (laughs) Now, back to the Pittsburgh game tonight. I mean, I think Seattle's a hot mess. I think they're in trouble without Russell (laughs) Wilson. Pittsburgh's defense could just go off tonight with all kinds of fantasy points. I think this is a Chase Claypool game. I think he has a huge game tonight against Seattle. Randall, we'll go to you next. Uh, is, I'm not sure of the status of Chris Carson. I haven't looked that far deep into it today. Uh, you like anything about this game? Well, I think Alex Coll- I think Chris Carson's probably not going to play. And I like Alex Collins if he does play. The, uh, and my degenerate gambling DFS is already looking at this game. 
Um, <laughs> I like on such a low total. I like over expecting Pittsburgh to account to most of that. I really like the Steelers' offense, and they're facing a beat-up Sanford or Seattle. <laughs> I think the number is forty-two and a half. Is that right? 42 and a half, 43? Yeah, I actually read it wrong a minute ago because I don't have my glasses on. So, yeah, it, it, you are right. Uh, I like I like over. I like over Alex Collins and whoever else I figure out to put in a single game slate. All right, Jeff, we'll move along to you. I know you've been a big proponent of Deontay Johnson this year and with Juju out for the rest of the year it looks like he and claypool are going to get the majority of the targets yeah and until proven otherwise i think i think and, and claypool is is very very talented he is uh he's definitely their deep threat um i i just like deontay johnson um the guy all he does is catch passes and get first downs um inside the red zone he's been great um so i, I do like deontay johnson you got to pay up a little bit for him um on um seattle side of the ball I don't know what I like since we don't have Russell Wilson anymore. Um, I will say this because I think you can get him pretty cheap. Uh, they did reinstate uh, Gerald Everett off the COVID list. He is their number one tight end. And I, I think we all know that the tight end at times is a is a safety outlet for a quarterback. Um, and against a tough defense like Seattle, I think he'll be looking for those safety outlets in, in Alex Collins and uh, – uh, Gerald Everett being reinstated. So I think those are, are, are good look, good plays tonight. All right, Robbie, you you feeling better about this night game than you do the late games? Uh, well, I mean, the matchup had potential, and then Wilson and Carson being out kind of takes a little fun out of it. I, I think this is a Pittsburgh get-right game. Um, I think Claypool's going to have a big game. I think Ben gets in the end zone – or. You know, throws a couple touchdown passes. Um, if I'm picking one person, I mean, I'm going to play full to play here. But I think I'll. Vegas thinks it's going to be 43, which means they think Seattle's going to score some. I don't know if I see that. I mean, they're going to score some, but I think they get to 10 points, and um, I like the under. Even though it's low, I still like the under. Yeah, I can see this ending as a 17 to 10 game. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to be ugly. I don't even know if I'll watch much of this game tonight. Let's move on to Monday night, the big game in Nashville, the Tennessee Titans hosting the Buffalo Bills. Uh, last last year, as we remember, the Titans and Bills played. The Titans were not given a chance and win by four touchdowns after they don't practice for nine days. Uh, this year, Buffalo coming in on a roll to Tennessee, I think this year is going to be a little different. I think I think Buffalo comes in here and wins this game uh, into Nashville. Uh, Tennessee, their running game is spectacular with Derrick Henry, but Buffalo's just got weapons all over the field. Robbie, I'll let you start on this one and tell us what you think. Yeah, I will be there. I'm going to the game tomorrow night. Um, I I agree with you. I think it's it's a tough. I saw on Twitter yesterday there was a whole plane full of Buffalo fans that were coming down to Nashville. It's there's gonna be a lot of Bills fans in the stadium. Um, I think the Titans want to establish Henry and control the ball and play their game. I don't think it's gonna happen. Though. I think the Bills have too many weapons. With so with that being said, 
I like the Titans receivers in here. I think they're playing from behind, and I think they're going to throw the ball a lot if they can get Tannehill time, which has been the problem all season long. Arden, your thoughts on tomorrow night's game? Oh, I, I like the Bills. I think they win the game. I do agree if you can get maybe one of the Titans receivers, I think they will be behind throwing the ball. I think the Bills defense is good enough to slow down Henry enough. And on Buffalo, you just got pick. I mean, Dawson Knox. I think this could be the week. Diggs has maybe his biggest week this week. Randall, how do you see this game going down? Opposite of probably what I think. Um, I actually like the Titans catching the points. Um, so I'm going to catch the points with Titans. And if my scenario is correct, that means Derrick Henry's went for about 200 yards. So uh, he'll probably captain my single game slate. I think Buffalo wins the game. I am wrong about the Titans every single time. My first gut is the Titans get blowed out. So I'm going, Titans play them close. Derrick Henry has a great game. All right. Geoff, we haven't heard the name Gabriel Davis yet. Are you going to tell me that? No, no, not this week. Um, I'm actually with uh, with Randall. Um, I'm, I'm going to be at the game as well, Robbie. Um, so I'll be at the game tomorrow night. Um, the Titans have been a huge letdown all year. We have no idea what happened. We thought they were, were going to be one of the better teams in the league. Um, and it just seems like week in, week out, they somehow find a way to just play worse and worse. Um, so with that said, I think they win tomorrow night because it's a game they definitely shouldn't win. Uh, I think it's an A.J. Uh, Brown get right game. Uh, Tannehill is going to get right. Um, and they'll play a, a better game than they played all season because they shouldn't. Um, so I, I do like the Titans. I like all the points you can get in this game. It'll be a fun game to watch. Um, it's also the Monday home dog uh, game, that, that that trend that goes. So I, I do like the Titans, I, I, and I like Henry, all of them. It's a lot of points scored. I'll be tailgating in Lottie. Lottie? Yeah. I'll come find you. All right. Look for the neon golf ball. What's the weather <laughs> What's the weather like tomorrow night, Arden? Do what? What's the weather like? I don't know. Cold. Oh. <laughs> Cold, he said. All right, guys, we've gone a little long today, but we've had a good time. Uh, college went a little long talking about the balls especially. Let's end up today, uh, just go around the horn, maybe give me your last thought and maybe a best bet for the day. Geoff, I'll start it with you. Oh, best best bet of the day. Uh, what did we talk about with the over um, earlier that we all like so much? Kansas City, Washington. Yeah, over over in Kansas City, Washington. I'll, I'll go with that one. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not real thrilled about about any of the of the games this week as far as as entertainment factor. Um, I just, I just hope some of the more high high scoring offenses put on the show and and uh, like I said, the only afternoon game looks like it, it's any any good. Like Robbie said, is the Arizona game. So I, I guess we'll see where it goes from there. All right, Robbie, you look like you're chomping at the bit with the best bet today. What do you got? I like to gamble. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I I've got um, the Chargers plus three and 
the Lions will find a new way to lose, but they will lose within three and a half points. So I like the Lions also. And then uh, Chase Elliott plus 750 to win the race today. Uh, Arden, a man after your own heart with the NASCAR there. What do you got, Arden? Give us the last thought for the day. I love the Rams. I just believe they cover. Yes, I'm going to buy it to seven, but I'm just – the Rams cover, and uh, you know, hey, the Chase Elliott, great one there, Robbie. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, I disagree with the. I think the Bengals cover. I'll probably have me a Rams Bengals parlay out there. All right, I kind of like what you say, though. I like the Rams to cover. I also like the over in the Kansas City Washington game, Randall. We'll leave it with you. You give us a final thought and go ahead and wrap us up for the day. Money line. Ian Anderson beats the Bra- uh, the Dodgers tonight. Plus oh. 175. I give me the Braves to go 2-0. and uh, That's my, my best thing. Robbie, one question before we leave, and we'll wrap it up. Were, you were at the game last night, right, in the upper deck? Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Did you – when the game ended, did they go to the – I mean, before the game ended, was most of the debris coming from the student section or was it all over the stadium? It, you know, it was – It was I being there, I couldn't really tell. It, it was uh, – I think it was mostly from the student sections. I heard some – just some people, like, oh, they need to stop serving beer and all that. Like, no, alcohol is not the problem. Uh, people, they, they, they've been sneaking in liquor for – hundreds of years like it's just it's just behavior. <laughs> um it yeah i mean i think like so like um you know i have, I have a rental house there and so i talked to some of the tenants that were there and they were like this is this is the first game day they've ever had there like they were like oh like i was texting you guys they're like there was a vibe there it was the first time um knoxville's been rocking in a long time and i think it just this was just Hey, act like you've been there before, but these students haven't been there before. That's and it. So it's a tough learning lesson for them. The SEC should should smack Tennessee with a fine. Don't punish the players though. The play it was not the players' fault. So yeah, if you want to smack Tennessee with a fifty thousand dollar fine or whatever uh, they see fit, I'm fine with it. It was it was inappropriate. It shouldn't happen. Um, but. Yeah, it's an unfortunate event. I'm glad nobody was hurt, and everyone needs to learn from it and and pay your punishment and move on. So I said earlier, it's not the sale of alcohol, too, but this is the first game day that really mattered that we had alcohol at the game. And yeah. you're right. Uh, I sat right next to the students. I wasn't there last night, but all the texts coming in was like, we got to do a better job maybe managing the situation from a university standpoint and the culture standpoint. So I think there's – I don't want alcohol gone. By no means do I want alcohol gone. We just got to uh-huh. do a better job with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, injury reports are coming in. I won't do the Arden and give you one by one. I'll just tell you for sure, DeAndre Swift's a go, which changes a couple of my lineups. So I got to go build some. For Randall, yep, for here. Arden, for Phil, for Geoff, and Robbie, thank you for jumping in, man. You always bring great gambling thought. Chase Elliott, I just put $10 on it. There you go. <laughs> and I do have other clothes, by the way. I just always wear this hoodie. <laughs> yeah, I was, wasn't going to bring it up, but yeah, I was, going, I was wondering. 
Good night or good day, and may all your bets come in. Hey, send your thoughts and prayers to Blake Spencer.